It's Sunday, it's 7 o'clock, and time for the Scots Wehe Show. was the Cocteau Twins and Ice Blink Luck, taken from 1990's Heaven or Las Vegas album. And singer Elizabeth Fraser has curated a discography playlist on Spotify if you're keen to hear more from both the Cocteau Twins and Elizabeth's other collaborations and solo work and loads, loads more. Welcome to the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. For the next couple of hours, you'll hear the very best Scottish music, both old, like that track there, but mainly brand new. 
We also have all of our regular features. Our Artist of the Week is Gareth Williams, who I'll be talking to, as well as playing a couple of tracks from his magnificent album, Songs from the Last Page. Talking of great albums, our featured album for this week is Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and Unmask the Circus. And we have Book TV podcast and gig recommendations for you to ponder. But to begin the show properly, here are three of the best new releases in a row, starting with Fraser McPherson. This is Pedal. Yet a boy goes and built Evans in them Talking all that jazz, talking all that Big mouth and a lad, but he still holds back Of what's within him A newborn torn, but a soul that he was given He didn't listen 
A new form dawn horns for the deep incisions His siblings cut for the same cloth but lost to the distance The tones dissidents imprints So we let go of his inhibitions Felt the rain soak into skin with the best of wishes in an instance Throwing caution to the wind but he'd lack persistence Not one for resistance, lost to the word, sick of the system Nerve can bust the piston, lost to the word, lost to the wisdom A dissociation Secret in the devil hand Shaped like masons Abuse harming in harmony To find form blow Trumpet in depression A sad sax Breathing in the potion Crescendo Mad Max discordant Misplaced genius Facing van Each jam session Life in danger man Head get distressed Regressing Life's another foul derangement As no descent morning Improvisation, darkness when the sun's fallen. Improvisation, darkness when the sun's fallen.
and the first of those three new releases was Fraser McPherson and Pedal, which is taken from the EP Hours, and it's just a gorgeous EP. Then you heard Conscious Root and Superman on the Beat featuring P. Castle and Jazz Unsung, and what a great collaboration that is. One of the best things I've heard this year, undoubtedly. And just there, you heard the artist formerly known as Natty Dread, now just known as Natty, and her latest single, Open Road. And it's taken from the older EP, which is going to be coming out in October. And then Natty is going to be on tour in November. And I'll give you the dates nearer the time. Now, someone we have played on the show many times is Alex Tronic and the music of Alex Tronic. He's got a new compilation album out, Alex Tronic Records Volume 5, and this is taken from it. This is Alex Tronic and the Leaf Bass Team and Nature Flows. Thank you. 
and that was Nature Flows from Alextronic and Leith Bass Team. And as I say, it's taken from the compilation album Alextronic Records Volume 5. And if you enjoyed that track, it's well worth checking out the rest of the album. We move on to our book recommendation for this week, and this is one I've been looking forward to for a while. It's Ron Butlin's So Many Lives and All of Them Are Yours, and it's published by Polygon Books. Here's a bit more about it from the cover of the book. After being sacked from his day job as a business executive, Morris Magellan has cashed it all in. The house, the car, family life, to be free at last to pursue his true passion, music. He returns to his childhood home to escape city life, face his demons and compose his masterpiece. Very soon, things start to go wrong. Not only does his past catch up with him, but the future becomes more threatening by the day. Bad habits return with a vengeance. Then he meets Jess. Upbeat and laugh-out-loud funny, this compelling novel set in the borders, 60s London and present-day Edinburgh, touches on music love in later life, and, most of all, how to make the most of one's time before it's too late. And it's a sequel to Ron's novel The Sound of My Voice, which came out in the late 80s, I think. And as some of you may know, The Sound of My Voice is one of my favourite books. It's one I always recommend when people ask me for one, and often even when they don't. I never thought I would meet Maurice Magellan again, so to do so is genuinely thrilling. The novel gives the sound of my voice greater context and meaning and confirms Magellan as one of the great characters of Scottish literature. It's also a reminder, as if it was needed, that Ron Butlin's one of the very best storytellers around, taking what some may see as ordinary lives and showing them to be extraordinary, expressing the complexity of human lives and the decisions we all make on a daily basis, which sometimes have far-reaching and even lifelong consequences. The book's called So Many Lives and All of Them Are Yours. It's by Ron Butlin and it's out now with Polygon Books. And I would advise you, I don't often do this, but I would say read the sound of my voice first if you haven't and then move on to So Many Lives and All of Them Are Yours because they're great books individually, but put together they're something very, very special indeed. Back to the new music now. This is Strabe and Lewis McLaughlin and Together Whenever. I cry 
That was Malka and the latest single, What You Get Out. And there's a cracking video for What You Get Out, which is filmed on Buchanan Street in Glasgow. And if you go over to Malka Makes Music on YouTube, that's all one word, Malka Makes Music. That's her YouTube channel. You'll be able to find it there. Well worth checking out. And before that, you heard Strabe and Lewis McLaughlin together whenever. Strabe are a band new to me, originally from Ireland, but now based in London, I believe. And that's a beautiful collaboration with former Artist of the Week on the Scots Way Show, Lewis McLaughlin. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break. That time in every show when I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. And this week it's the full seven minutes and seven seconds of Joe McAlinden and Window.
And that was Joe McAlinden and Window, and it's taken from the album Where the Clouds Go Swimming, which came out in July this year. And if you recognise that distinctive voice, it may be from his time as the lead singer of Superstar or his solo albums. And if you don't recognise the voice, then you're in for a musical treat. Go and investigate further. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. Now we love a great pop song at Scotsway Hay and this next one is a belter. This is the latest single from Alana Moore and Reciprocate.
first of those two tracks was the latest single from Alana Moore and it's called Reciprocate. And Alana is Glasgow-based and Orkney-born songwriter, producer and vocalist. She's played on stage alongside as diverse artists as Katie Tunstall, Callum Beatty, Amanda Palmer and Friends of the Show, The Eves. Must play The Eves again very soon. But that was a fantastic new single from Alana Moore. And just there you heard the Muldoons and In Love Again, taken from the album Made For Each Other. And the Muldoons are going to be part of a great night at Webster's in the West End of Glasgow. Webster's Theatre, to give it its proper name. In the West End of Glasgow on the 7th of October, where they will take to the stage alongside Jasmine Minx and Davy Woodward and the Winter Orphans. Uh, tickets are available now, so go online to grab yours. Should be a great night. And now it's time for our TV recommendation of the week. And a couple of weeks ago, I flagged up 
Amal Rajan's interview with the actor Brian Cox and it made me think that some people may not have seen his turn as Hannibal Lecter in Michael Mann's Manhunter. Yeah, long before Anthony Hopkins made the role famous, I have to say I much prefer Cox's Lecter. It's less showy and, dare I say, less hammy than Hopkins. Apparently he based it on serial killer Peter Manuel. There's a grim detail for you. Well, Manhunter is on iPlayer at the moment, so you can make your own mind up about how good Cox is and whether you prefer him to Hopkins or not. It's also just a great film. Here's a brief synopsis to tell you more about what's going on. FBI criminal profiler Will Graham is called out of early retirement to assist on a serial murder case involving a killer known as the Tooth Fairy. Graham enlists the help of imprisoned serial killer and cannibal Dr Hannibal Lecter, who is the reason Graham took an early retirement. Soon, Graham and the FBI are entangled in a deadly cat-and-mouse game between the Tooth Fairy, Lecter and an interfering journalist. Now, one of the reasons I like the film so much is that it is a Michael Mann film. It's got all the trademarks from the lighting to the soundtrack. I'm just a huge fan of his work. And I have to say that CSI's William Peterson makes a great Will Graham as well. If you haven't seen the film, I highly recommend it. It's called Manhunter and it's on iPlayer at the moment, at least for the next couple of weeks. And it's our TV recommendation for this week. And now we move on to our featured album, which is Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and Unmask the Circus. And from it, this is Green.
Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and Green and it's taken from our featured album for this week which is Unmask the Circus and I'll play another track from it later on in the show. You're listening to the Scots Way Hay Show with me Ali Braidwood and we had Rudy Zagadlo as Artist of the Week a while ago now to talk about his album Doggerland. Well this is the latest release from it. This is Rudy Zagadlo and Under the Water Mother. Stomach up the soap 
and my subjects up with hope. There's a few things you should know. was Rudy Zagadlo and Under the Water Mother. I think it's maybe my favourite track from the album Doggerland. Both are out now. We move on to our featured artist for this week, who is Gareth Williams. In a moment, I'll be talking to Gareth, but not until after you've heard song from the last page of News of the Dead. Even high. 
just heard a song from the last page of News of the Dead, which is taken from the excellent album Songs from the Last Page by Gareth Williams, and I'm delighted to be joined by Gareth now. Hello, Gareth. Hello, Alistair. So first of all, tell us about Songs from the Last Page, because it's a really interesting project. Well, thanks for having me on to talk about it, first and foremost. It's a nice project to talk about, um, because it is I'd say a quintessential concept album. So I'll I'll walk you back a couple of years ago. Uh, okay, start lockdown. I think it started where I normally would write work with scripts and libretti and words that get sent to me. I would tend to work uh, at the piano and turn those into songs. And during lockdown, shows were cancelled. Everything was off. So there was a chance for me. I wanted to keep writing, but I needed words to do that. That's my craft. I respond to words. So I started to pluck books from my shelves at home and I would turn to the last page, I guess arbitrarily to begin with. And I would try and take a chunk of the words from at some point to the last full stop and turn that into a song. And from there, I got one, I got two. I started it started to become move from hobby to obsession mm. and I ended up with a collection I think of maybe 40 songs from the last page now there are a huge variety from from all over the place it was classics modern and um, even from some plays and some theater things and things so there was a big mix but 
there was an opportunity that came just out of lockdown. It, it was Scotland, it was the year of stories in Scotland. So I put together a little proposal and off I went around the book festivals and the libraries of, of, of Scotland um, all over the place. And I would sort of add to the collection as I went. And I started to kind of curate and collect a little Scottish collection of songs from the last page. And, and how did you, sorry. sorry, I was just going to ask how you picked the books. Because when I first heard about this project, before I'd even li listened to anything, I thought, one, it's such a brilliant idea, and it's almost the perfect project for me. It's music and it's books and it's Scottish books at like that. I, you know, and then I saw the books itself and I went, I've read all of these apart from the Sherlock Holmes and, ah. uh, and the, the um, Callum McKinnon piece. Um, I've, I've read all the books. How are the chances of that as well? So how did you pick the books? How did you decide what ones you were going to use? I mean, Alistair, I did hope people like you existed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you are, yeah, you, it does sound like you're the target audience for this. And I, I, don't, I don't think, I think it was easy once there was, I had written quite a few, it was easy to start a hone in a collection and then start to see what was missing. And I, I did want to tell a story. It's a strange way to tell it, but you can tell a story of Scottish literature across the last pages and songs from the last pages of a particular um, group group of books. Now, there was some classics in there immediately. There's some Robert Louis Stevenson. There's some J.M. Barry. I, I consider Lanark a, cl a classic. Wow. Now as well. And so I was locking those in. But, but quickly, you start to notice that you are looking through one lens and, and, and books that are, that are out of copyright. They're usually by um, men they're usually from from a while ago um and it was it was like that ceased to work after a while as a lens as a device and it started to become necessary to look for other storytellers and to look for other lenses and different age and, and contemporary stories from different points of view and then slowly it started to look like a collection that that was worthy of of, of saying this this represents Scottish literature and I know there's lots I've missed but I, I let's call this one volume one and, and we can start adding volume two soon I was going to ask you that if there was a, a volume two um, yeah I would say um having worked a little bit uh, in uh, academia this would almost make a perfect curriculum for a Scottish literature program you know going right back to Stevenson and, and Peter Pan and, and, and you know the Gaelic track and uh, you've got very contemporary writers as well so you have done that you know that it is a fantastic uh, snapshot did that mean that there were I mean you said you'd maybe written about 40 and that included stuff that wasn't Scottish that was right across the board yeah yeah some things had to go I mean I, I was we really wanted we were in the studio and we had a little bit of time left and we were going to have a crack at recording Sunset Song which has the most beautiful last line Oh, yeah. uh, but we just ran out of time, so that's definitely that's back on the board for for the next round. But um, yeah, there was there was a lot of things I had to let go of. I I think I cut my teeth early in this project by hitting the classics. So I I, I was trying this concept out with Great Expectations, with uh, Frankenstein, with The Great Gatsby. Do you know so those those sort of rather seminal texts? But um, the book that started it all for me, the concept came from Andrew Gregg's at the lock of the green quarry which mm -hmm. is i mean that is a knockout sort of quiet knockout of a book isn't it and it's it's just it's a it's a beautiful wistful book about friendship but he does something on that last page 
which I now looking back was the concept. And he says something along the lines of it's time to dismantle the fishing rod. It's time to close the book. It's, you know, it's time to, to live your life and to move on. And, and the last line is about stepping off the page and out into the world. And, and that's it. I thought there was something dreamy in that last line that if I sat at a piano, I could get this text off the page and out and out into the world somehow. That's really interesting because, I mean, Andrew as well has been a terrific writer, is a good musician as well. So yeah. that, that connection has kind of adds something to it too. He was really, really generous. I, I wrote to him and, and I said, Andrew, I want to turn the last line of your story into a song. And, and he didn't ask why or anything. Like, he was just like, of course, yeah, give it give it a go. He, he did. He had that. Um, he, he's a writer, but he did have that musician's point of view too. And he was really generous and, and curious and... Are really supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, fantastic. Uh, right, uh, people. That's the other thing. It works really well as an introduction, maybe to writers that people haven't heard. You know, they might come in for the Stevenson and the and Alistair Gray and the names yeah. that they know, but then there's other people that they might discover along the way, and maybe Andrew's one of those. I think so. I think yeah. I think that's. I I think Scotland loves a best kept secret, and it's got so many in the world of literature and music, doesn't it? Like and and, and so it's great to discover these books. I you know I discovered them too, and with the help of some of the book festivals of Scotland, I was able. They were saying, oh, "We've got this writer coming in. Have a read of this." And I found the James Robertson book. I found just by when I was up in um, Bookmark Festival in Blair Gowrie, and 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 they were talking about this book, so I read it. And that's the one we, we just heard there. And yeah. that, that book, I felt like it made the whole collection make sense. And, and, and it made the conceit become more than just a little concept and become something quite elegiac and something quite um, loaded or something. It started to mean more than, it's, than, than just an, an idea. Did that, does that make sense? It absolutely does. And it makes sense as well that it's James Robertson, because I think out of all the authors, He's the one that almost captures Scotland as a whole, or at least attempts to write about Scotland as a whole. He's done it in the past, and News of the Dead does that over time more than maybe place, but uh, it does absolutely that. Yeah, it is. It's it's anchored to place, but it but it's the time, it's the scope, and and it, it's it's such an epic story. And then it it's haunted, and it has ghosts, and it, it it's so that there's lots in that I was able to that really helped me find the song find the song in the book on the page but um the, the other thing i have to i had to be clear at the start that yes this has to work for readers but it also has to work for non-readers too yeah, yeah. Or, or as you say people who haven't discovered these books yet my ambition would be that people leave leave a concert and go and buy these books yeah absolutely there are no, there are no spoilers there are there are no spoilers in the ones i've chosen um there were, <laughs> there were there were a couple of books where i did look at the last line and i thought i i better not that that does feel like some people would be genuinely annoyed if i gave away a, a massive ending but um for these ones there's something slightly more abstract in the last couple of lines and, and a bit more dreamy that i thought it was okay that's, yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. There'd be certain, particularly maybe crime novels that uh, you gave away the ending. Yeah, the, the butler did it is, <laughs> is, a, is, a, is a terrible way to, to, to spoil a book. But I did have the Sherlock Holmes in there. Um, yeah, of course. And it was it was suggested to me, and it was the first Sherlock Holmes book I ever read, actually, and I really loved it. It's a really yeah. wonderful stuff the 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 pacing of it the ticking along of it is is so um i suppose it's because it was serialized and, and all the rest but it really you know you do it's one of those books back to sitting up late to finish the chapter 
kind of vibe about it. It really brought me back to being a teen, a ferocious like reader as a teenager. Um, but there was no obvious song at the end of it. And some of them had an obvious song I felt and others it took me a little bit of time to, to get to the bottom of. And there are a few kind of outliers, as I think you described them in the book. You've got um, the Ali Smith, How to Be Both. Now, why is that different for people who haven't read it? Um, that's a wonderful book as well. I mean, I, I like it, there's something about the, the last page of, of, of the last page of the Ali Smith. It, it, it feels like quite a folksy, um, quite earthy text but actually it, it is such a high concept and, and you know really challenging book i found to read I, I i was absolutely in love with it but it ends twice that book yeah. um it's it's a sort of it's two characters across across time again across quite the space of time and yeah you can choose the order you read that book and so so i just ultimately had to go with the order i read it so it's it's my last page of um the, of the ali smith and a What's the what other kind of outliers would you say that are different from the normal books that are on there? Well, I got to have a lovely guest spot. Yeah, slap bang in the middle of the, of the record, and that's um, Deidre Graham, who I invited to 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 write a song in sort of response. And, and I was working with Chamber Music Scotland, a really lovely organisation at the time, and and they commissioned these songs and commissioned one from Deidre and we and, and Deidre responded she's a Gaelic singer and songwriter by by choosing a really beautiful text that that please don't make me try to pronounce yeah. uh, my, my Gaelic is shocking I mean I do get to sing a little bit of backing vocals but but Deidre yeah, she yeah. Like, coached me very carefully to get that right and, and and that's a very beautiful book but that's from a single page of a, a collection of writings in Gaelic that, that, that Deidre discovered and it's it's a really beautiful song um, and then the only other outlier in, in an album of outliers is is the um the song from near the last page of Peter Pan yeah and it's a single line I think it might be six seven pages from the very end right um that that just captivated me I thought it was a really beautiful knockout of a line and it's not the end but it feels like the writing is on the wall when you hear this line with the relationship of Wendy and Peter just put away in a box. Yeah. Essentially. It's and you, very mentioned, sad. you mentioned Deirdre. I, we should talk about who else is on the album because it's yeah. not just yourself. Um, Deirdre um, has that beautiful guest spot halfway through, but my band, as mm. it were, it's Ashley O'Day on violin and Justina Jablonska on cello. And so it, that's that was the that was the little touring show. It was myself at piano singing with with the girls on on stringed instruments, and it was a really lovely little band to tour and a, and a great way to build these songs. So they are quite lean, you know. Mm. It, it is a very like quite like straightforward and um, like clean little palette. So we have my favorite group of instruments to write for is piano. I like the attack of the piano, but then the sustain of strings underneath. Right. You get a nice sort of bed. You get you get some water to swim in as as a singer. So I so I just fell in love with um, singing with strings underneath me, and, and and that became just the sound of this album. And when we went into the studio, I wanted to try and capture that. But geez, I did I did find it hard to suddenly not have a drum kit and a bass. I think right. in the album, I, I found you know I found it. We had to come up with a few little novel ways sometimes to generate a little bit of rhythm. And, and and texture and things like that. It, it was quite tricky to to sustain that for the for the eleven songs, but I think we got there. 
And uh, I saw you uh, playing live at uh, Edinburgh this year. Um, and it's a great, like, for one thing, it's not just the, the the songs, it's the stories as well that you tell around each one. So it kind of worked perfectly as a as a, a single piece of theatre, for musical theatre in that way. And you say you worked on this and grew it through touring. Was that the case? Did you have just shorter things to begin with and then it developed through time? I, yeah, I started off at the, at the start of 2022, which was the year stories. And I think I had like a, a core group of songs, maybe nine 10 songs, maybe tw maybe 12 songs actually I had all together because there was a couple that weren't Scottish and off I went and then I started to add to that and I would add something in Wigtown Book Festival, I would add something for Aberdeen and so forth and put it like that um, and so that's how it grew but yeah the storytelling side of it became equal weighted I think in the, in the live shows um, because and, and also that's something you know, I, I'm, I'm asking some advice at the minute because the album is there and I do think that side of the project has to somehow go and exist with it online. So so I am thinking right now about how I finally leave that album for yeah. people to discover. At the minute, it's being discovered by people who know the project and that helps. But ultimately, you have to find a way into this to every concept album. But I would tell a story. Sometimes it started off, I bet you the first couple of gigs sounded like I was just doing a book review. <laughs> you know, and, and then giving five stars and singing the last page. Uh, but but ultimately I realized that there's the story inside the book, but there's the story of the book and who gave it to you, where you got it, where you finished reading it, who you gave it to next. And and those stories I thought were actually becoming quite meaningful, especially with the, the little bit of poignancy and melancholy of focusing on the end. Yeah. And... Among the kind of names that perhaps people know better, there's two books that kind of jumped out at me, or two writers that did, and that was Eli Percy's Duck Feet and Ross Sayers' Sunny and Me, two books I absolutely love. How did those, why did you choose those as the kind of contemporary and maybe um, a new writers that are included? Although Ross has been writing for a while, to be honest, and so has Eli, to be honest, but yeah. Yeah, they're just sort of becoming. I, I think that I think they're both wonderful writers. Um, the funny thing about Duck Feet, Duck Feet had sort of by the time the Fringe show had come around, it had almost vanished. You could not get a copy of that book, and then suddenly it, it's appeared on Kindle, and there's a second edition coming out now. So I'm I'm really happy to see that book back out in the world again because it's it's just a wonderful voice, isn't it? It's a wonderful character's voice, and and the language is exquisite. Um, it's it's sort of written in in a Renfrew Paisley dialect, which I, you know, confess I have murdered on stage on a few occasions when I read from that book. But it did it feels authentic. I was look, wanted to see high school stories. Yeah, I think that I think a Scottish high school is where you get you know a real concentration of of stories, and and high school is where the, some stories happen there that define you for the rest of your life. And so it is an important part of of the stories we tell and the stories we keep. Um, I was in Paisley Book Festival to start this show and someone, I, I had questionnaires out and, and um, someone said in the questionnaires that you should perhaps read happier books because a lot of a lot of the first night, a lot of the endings were very, very tragic, you know, like Sunset Song and, and they are very sad so, books. Um, and so Duck Feet was the antidote to that that problem and and it and and from the streets of Paisley came the answer because it's joyous you know it, it really jumps off I mean you have your share of 
of sorrows and, and, and you care about these characters, but they're heading off out into the world at the end of that book in, in a way that I, I think Eli captures really, really well. And then you mentioned Ross Sayers, and this was completely coincidental that I found this song, but I um, I can remember so vividly. I tell this story on stage, but I know exactly where I was the day I saw Sonny and Me on the shelf, and it, it was exactly, now I'll tell you, to the day, it was two years and ten months ago, because it was just a few weeks after the um, the birth of my wee boy, who's called Sonny. Right. And as I've said to the audience, there's, I, I think there's a period of time when you've just become a parent or dad that you're out in the world just thinking the whole universe wants to talk to you about your son, about your new your new child. And so I was in that cloud of, of um, thinking about my little Sonny and I looked over and I saw Sonny and me on the shelf and I thought, yes, that's the one for me. The universe wants me to, is, is giving me this book. So I, so I took it home and read it and it's, it's so fabulous. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it showed me, it gave me this window into seeing that high schools haven't changed a lot, but also have changed quite a bit too. You know, it, it really felt, uh, I, I was a really illuminating little way of, of looking into a high school. And of course, there's a, there's a fun caper and there's a whodunit and there's, a, there's something to be solved. But on the last page, uh, the, the two characters are just walking to the corner shop to get a slushy. And the two characters are called Sonny and Daughter. And they have this beautiful relationship between the two of them. But also, by mentioning my own little boy called Sonny, my relationship is stitched into that song too. And it's a good illustration of what I mean about how the books we read become part of the stories of us as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and again, it's about friendship. You know, you were talking about Andrew Gregg's book, and it's a beautiful book about about friendship from that time, which, as you say, sometimes shapes you for the rest of your rest. Yeah. Of and I have to say, it's it's been such a pleasure of discovering these songs and listening to them again. We'll hear Sonny and Me, the, the song from the last page, Sonny and Me, in, in a moment. You mentioned a volume two. Do you think that will happen? Are you still concentrating on this as volume one and getting this into as many hands as possible? I'm, I, I'm in a funny place right now because I am. Um, I normally I'm just a songwriter or a theatre maker or an opera maker. I, I make shows and and they're finished and they go off in the post, yeah. and then other people make it happen. And, and and I'm involved. You know, it's more of a collaborative process. And this was the first time I stayed with the songs myself and and toured it and got to the bottom of it and recorded it. And it, it feels strange to me to have stayed with material like this for such a long time. And, and I found it quite illuminating, but also scary. And, you know, the, um, like writing songs is scary, but performing them is, is a new a new thing again. And, and, and then sort of recording them and all the rest. So, so it's been really weird for me to, to stay with the project this long, but I'm sort of in love with it now, but I do now have to put it down for a few months. I, I, I'm making a show for Dundee Rep Theatre at the minute. That's the script of the piano right there. And I have other projects. I'm going over to Toronto next month. One of my operas is on over there called Rockin' Horse Winner. And so so I'm going to have to um, just set this down for a little while and, and, and do these other projects. But I think I have this practice this this hobby i suppose that, that i can come back to now and, and i can oh, i can open a book and i can sit down and i can start 
to to make a song on the last page. Yeah, I think it's been a, a huge success, and I really do hope you do more. I understand uh, if you know uh, other things get in the way, but if you do, hopefully, we can get you back on and and, and chat more about it because. Um, I I could talk to you for much, much longer, Gareth. Unfortunately, time is against us, but all the very best. And thanks again for, for having a chat. I appreciate that. Thank you. And this is Gareth Williams and song from the last page of Sunny and Me. best friend And my best friend wouldn't do that Cause you're my best friend And now let's see If the icy Does rainbow I smile and follow on I'm lucky I've got help to keep me right I smile and follow on And he walks ahead
That makes me want to go and read the book Sunny and Me all over again. That was a song from the last page of Sunny and Me by Gareth Williams. And thanks again to Gareth for having a chat. And there's every chance, I think, that we'll get Gareth on the Scots Way podcast because I've got so many other questions to ask him about songs from the last page, which is one of my favourite albums of the year, undoubtedly. This is the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood. And next, it's another new release. This is Beta Waves and Items Caught Indoors Cause Delays. <laughs> that was the latest release from Beta Waves. Items caught indoors cause delays. And Beta Waves are Dale Eason on vocals and guitar and Harry Crossan on beats and synths. And that's just the latest example of what a fine band Beta Waves are. 
Now we move on to our podcast suggestion for this week, and it's one you can find on BBC Sounds. It's called A Short History of Gothic, and there's going to be, I think, five episodes to it. But the first episode is Markheim by Robert Louis Stevenson. Here's a little bit of a summary about Markheim. It's a short story of uh, Stevenson's, I should say. At Christmas time, Markheim, the protagonist, comes to a dealer's shop, pretending that he's looking for a present for a lady. His real plan, however, is to murder the dealer so he can steal his merchandise and money. Markheim rejects the dealer's suggestion of a hand mirror for the lady, referring to it as a hand conscience. Presumably, from his reaction to the mirror, Markheim feels twinges from his conscience even before he commits the murder. It's a really dark tale. Um, Stevenson was very good at writing very dark tales and it certainly fits the description of Gothic. You can find Markheim by Robert Louis Stevenson on BBC Sounds right now. And that's our podcast stroke radio suggestion for this week. Now, the Scottish Album of the Year Award, the long list, has been chosen. That's the 20 albums before they cut it down to 10 for the short list. If you head over to sayaward.com, you can listen to all of the albums. You can find out more about what's going on. But I thought I would play you a couple of tracks from two albums on that list. In a moment, I'll play you a track from Bridget Campbell's Carry Them With Us. But before that, from Lal. This is Kapil Seshasi and Lud Kabal.
Well, that was Bridget Campbell and... I'm going to pronounce it Pili Liu, um, I might be wrong about that, in brackets anyway, The Call of the Red Shank, and it's the opener on her album Carry Them With Us. It really sets the tone for what is a mesmeric album, I would say. And before that, you heard Lud Cabal, taken from Lal, which is the album from Kapil Sesha Sei. And both those albums are on the Scottish Album of the Year Award long list. As I said, if you want to know more, head over to sayaward.com and you'll find all the details you need. And an album which may very well feature on next year's list is Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and Unmask the Circus, which is our featured album for this week. And from it, this is Big Star.
that was Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves and Big Star, taken from the album Unmask the Circus, which is our featured album from this week. And Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves are Mark Sharp himself, Connor Ward, Darren Moran, Cameron Mackay and James Grant. They're a band I really want to see live because the album is full of songs that feel as though they'd be fantastic live. And while we're on about live music, now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the coming week. And first off, Hannah Rarity is going to be at Webster's Theatre in Glasgow on Wednesday the 27th. And then on Friday the 29th, she's going to be at Harburn Village Hall in West Calder. On Thursday the 28th, the Shambolics are going to be at King Tut's Wawa Hut. It seems like the perfect venue to see them, I have to say. On Friday the 29th, Rachel Sarmani is playing the Dissection Room at Summer Hall through in Edinburgh. A recent artist of the week, Ruby Gaines, is launching the EP Heavy Good at Mono in Glasgow on Saturday the 30th. And that's going to be a cracking night, I'm sure. And then on the same night, over in Glasgow's West End, John Rush is launching the Singles EP at The Huggin' Pint. And that is our pick of the gigs for the coming week. Let's go for two more before we have to say our goodbyes. Starting with a new single from Cassie Lockhart. This is Traveller.
That's an absolute belting song. That is Blair Davy and Edge of a Feeling. Taken from the EP, It'll Be Lovely, which is out now, and it's equally excellent as that track was. And before that, you heard the new single from Cassie Lockhart called Traveller. And that's all, folks, for another week, and I hope you heard something that you'd like to investigate further. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again or you could go to scotswahey.com where there's all the old shows there's podcasts and so much more waiting for you next on cam glenn is paul puppet with the spangled show and i hope we can all catch up at seven o'clock next sunday evening to do it all over again i'm going to leave you with a song from 2016 this is rn hubbard and Catherine williams and i can hold you back Take care, have a great week, and I'll see you soon.
How do you look after your teeth and gums? Brush your teeth um, every every time you wake up and at bedtime. Make sure you get like everywhere around your mouth, even the back of your teeth. If you kind of don't, then you'll have them fall out. If you don't look after your teeth, you'll get black and brown. To help keep your teeth and gums healthy, visit the dentist regularly. To register with a dentist, simply telephone or visit a practice in your area and ask if you can register with them. You can find a dentist near you using the NHS Inform service directory. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Healthy and Happy is rolling out a programme to support women through their cervical smear appointments with GPs as well as arranging more flexible evening appointments. This aims to increase the uptake of cervical screening appointments in Cambuslang and Rutherglen. To make an appointment, you can email lizzie at healthyandhappy.org.uk and lizzie is spelt L-I-Z-Z-Y. Flemington Hallside Parish Church is holding a free food collection drop-in every Thursday night from 9 to 10pm. This service is not a food bank, so you are able to drop in and get some fresh food which is aiming to cut down on food waste. There are no bags provided, so please bring your own. And finally, a new Ali Bali class from Healthy and Happy is running on Mondays from 11.30am to 12.15pm at number 18 venue on Farmlone Road. These are all about bringing stories to life through music and dance. Classes are £5 and can be booked by going to healthyandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email whatson at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org local. <laughs> 